LA Kings Fan Talk, where we know nothing. And now, your hosts, Rodney and Rob. What's up, Kings fans? The road trip is finally over. What a road trip it was. With the Kings' latest victory over Detroit, Kings finish 4-0-2 for the best six-game road trip in franchise history. Not bad for a lowly Pacific Division team versus the mighty Eastern Conference, right, boys? Woohoo. Darren, thanks for joining us again. Let's start with you. What are your thoughts on the Kings' road trip? Personally, it was a disappointment because they lost to the Flyers. But but overall, they did what they needed to. They got 10 points. You know, I think we said last week, six or eight is what they need to get to maintain their pace. 10 points, can't be unhappy about that. Again, personally, losing to the Flyers, that's like, we can't do that. But otherwise, you know, can't be really too upset. Looking ahead to the Pens game. It's not a 10 o'clock start. Why well, started a West Coast team at 10 o'clock? This is rude. <laughs> Rob, what'd you think? Yeah, I'm super excited about it. You know, you sit there and, and put up points like that on the road, on the East Coast, getting points. If, the only thing that would have made it better is if we were, if that was actually in conference and in division to win teams like that, win games like that. Because, you know, when we're beat, when we're beating the Oilers, if we could get beat them in regulation, then they're not getting points. It's it's one of those four point game stuff. So when you're playing the Eastern Conference, we have to hope now that the whole Pacific Division loses to the Eastern Conference now to really make those points count even more. But points in every single game, to uh, know might start being my second favorite king right now he's <laughs> i love all, i just love I, when he interviews too he's he's a cool guy to listen to I'm, I'm really really enjoying him so but great road trip super happy so with roy and anderson out i think the kings rolled the same defensive pairing last few games rob what do you think about moverari and strand how do you think they they did Awesome. I, I'm I'm a Strand fan because I like like I've said many times before, the bigger players. Strand's a big dude, six four. It's great to see him just step right in seamlessly, get sh- shots through. You know, uh, got in a little scrap a little bit. You know, a little a little scrum. And when you're that big and and strong, it's just everyday work you know he he fit in that's what move rare fits right in too i I call him move rare it's compound word so (laughs) um he fits right into this the seamlessness of these guys that are coming in stepping right into the system it it gives me hope that the organization's moving in the right direction and and we can get through these little bumps in the road where people are getting hurt and it's, it's just, it's makes me proud. I'm just super, super happy about it. Um, but what I think it makes it even a little more is 
for it to be the defensemen that are coming in and doing that. You know, NHL defense is a lot different than AHL defense. So a little bit surprised that it was that seamless, but man, I'm super happy about it. What'd you think, Darren? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I thought the good thing with Mavarari was you didn't notice him, good or bad. Like, he he played well in the Pens game. I think he had that nice pass to Moore. But, you know, he wasn't, like, making blaring mistakes, but he's not super flashy either. You know, like, you see Jersey out there, and he, he'll dangle guys, but he'll also get beat easy, you know what I mean, around the outside. Whereas, like, with Mavarari, it was kind of the opposite. Like, he wasn't doing the flashy plays, but he just makes the solid plays. And having that as our, what is he now, our ninth, tenth defenseman, like, that's that's great to have, you know what I mean? Organizational depth wise strand again, like he, I don't think he played as well in the Pittsburgh game. I think it was a little because of like his time on ice. I don't know if he just wasn't playing penalty kill or whatever. He only had like 15 minutes compared to some of the other guys, but in that Detroit game, I mean, he was the reason it was two to one, like his two shots were what we scored on. So like Rob said, you have to be super happy that those guys made the transition. I mean, I, I'm pretty happy with it overall. Like the fact that we're continuing to win with top four, top six guys out of the lineup, like that's that's another plus. Are you happy with the Kings' defensive pairings right now? Yeah, I mean, you kind of they kind of have to do what they have to. Like I think uh, Bjornfoot is. I want to see him go forward more, but I know at Jersey, he kind of has to stay back. So, but I like his defense overall. Um, I think that third pair of, of Mata and strand is what it is. Obviously I wish we had someone better than Moverari to put in there at the top D pair, but Jersey and Bjornfoot have so much chemistry and I don't think Mata works with the Dowdy. So what are you going to do? I do have to ask Rob about uh Jersey. The Jersey jump up in your uh, Kings defensive rankings once he got in that fight. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's exactly that's exactly why you know you, you sit there and you always I always question the grit, you know, the toughness, and I thought that was real awesome. I mean, to see a guy that was just straight emotion too. That wasn't that wasn't. Uh, you know, fake out there where he, you know, Hey, I'm going to get, I'm going to try and get, get this going. That was just, I'm going to stick up for myself because you, you know, and it was, it was great to see, you know, he, even though he's, he's a little feller, he's our smallest defenseman, but it was just great to see him go out there and do that. Um, Toby Bjornfoot, has he taken a step back the last couple of weeks? I think it's almost like what Darren's saying. He's he's had to go to just being defensive, playing with Jersey. When before that, he was he was he was rushing up the the ice, you know, getting some shots on goal, wrapping around the net, kind of stuff yeah. going on. And I'm just wondering if it is it is is it he's a rookie, you know, just the ups and downs of a rookie season a little bit. Could be. And 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 if this is his down, great, you know, because it's it's just a lull to me. He's just in a little bit of a lull. It's nothing bad, but I thought he was a little more dynamic last month. So I'm, I'm, um, they pumped 
Mata up last game. You know, they're talking about how great Mata was. How great Mata, Mata's been good though. You know, I still I don't understand all the Mata hate. You know, I'm not sitting here loving him, but I don't understand the hate. I, Mata to me is a a really good second pairing, third pairing defenseman, and that's what he's been for us. He's he's been solid as far as I know. I mean, I don't and. I don't know anything. I think the problem for me with Mata is he just like, he has those two blunders a game. Like you look at a guy like Bjornfoot and I don't see him having blunders. I don't think he has like as many uh, top or like high level plays as Mata could have, like, you know, carrying the puck in so on and so forth. But he also, you know, there's a play, I forget what game it was. He's on the left-hand side and someone makes a simple pass to him and it goes through his like stick in his skates and it's like, and it leads to a two on one the other way. And it's like, those are the kinds of plays where, you know, Jake Muzzin makes that play that all the guys who the Kings fans have loved to hate the last 10, 12 years, or even longer. Like he's just making, he makes those plays once or twice a game. I think and, that's all it is. No, I know. I know. I, I understand all that. I don't see it that often. I, I, I just don't. Maybe I got goggles on for, for Mata. Mata blinders. But yeah, but it, it's not going to matter because he's going to be gone next year. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He's going to be gone next year. Um, just like I, I wish we could, wish I had a little recording, a little thing that we could play back all the time from previous episodes and stuff like that. I still, you know, for a while there, everyone was screaming, not only kill Mata, but fire McClellan. Do people did you shoot? Are these people still wanting McClellan gone? When that I said was, it's not, was, it's not a coach thing. I'm telling you, it's right. not a coach thing. It's never been a coach thing. That was happening earlier this season. People were right. saying it. Yeah, yeah. You it know? was on that seven game losing streak, <clears throat> and it was just like, I, I mean, that was the streak when we lost Dowdy and Walker, and it was like, and we were playing, I think we were playing the Central at that time, and it was like we were playing all the big dogs in the Central, and it was like tough game period, and we were down two defensemen. And it's like. That's and, not McClellan's fault. Right. And and I I get when a coach doesn't set lineups the way a fan thinks that they can have some displeasure with the coach and stuff like that, but never to a point to where I think just because you don't like the guys, the way the lineup is, he shouldn't be fired. To me, fireable means the system sucks, the system you're you're running, the the guys aren't listening anymore, you know, that kind of stuff. Those are the fireable offenses, but if it's a, Hey, um, I think this guy should be playing the second line and not the third line, that stuff. That's, that's, that's what a coach does, man. He, the lineup stuff, fire coach for lineup stuff. I've never understood. What if the GM offers to pay a hundred thousand dollars to the coach to throw the game every game? (laughs) It's funny. It's funny when they're all, yeah, that happened and blah, so shut up. <laughs> so I want to go through all the forward lines that we've been rolling with, but let's talk about the goalies real quick. What do you guys think about Quick and Peterson? Yeah, I mean, I thought um, they played well on the road trip. I, I think the only one, which game was it that they played that I wish they had made a better save? It was like the Rangers game or something like that when they let in that goal five minutes left and like, those are the timely saves we need. But I mean, I said it last time we, we have two goalies who need to play about 50% and you know, they do well when they, 
they get their game on, game off, game on, game off. Like, and I, I, I don't think there's much to be complaining about too often. So when we're winning, like we are, so. Is it too much of a stretch to say that we own the Penguins? No, not at all. Because prove prove us wrong. I feel like Kings are always playing their best against the Pens. Um, quick, quick had our had the two losses during during the road trip. I mean, we got points out of both of them, but he he is the one that did get that Philly loss that hurt yeah. so bad that stung so bad and then he yeah, got the really lost he had that that like weird shot from halfway yeah. that he like yeah. left right in the slot right just like you know you, you, he only gave up two to the rangers in the shootout loss he actually did well in the shootout too so but <laughs> but losses are losses i don't know but back and forth back and forth I'm I'm happy with the way the goaltending's doing. It's it is what it is. Same. All right, let's go through the forward lines. Rob, what do you think about the Kovatar Kempi uh, follow line? Um, it's stale. I don't know Kempi. You know, everyone's loving them, loving Kempi's 19 goals, but I don't know. I. I'd have to look it up. The last six games, seven games, he has two goals and both were empty netters. Right. Maybe. I am I thinking if I'm thinking correctly. Um Kopitar has 42 points. The next closest is 29 by Arvidsson. Why is Kopitar so far ahead of everybody? And he just doesn't seem like he's producing. Right. It's yeah, that, uh, six points in game one. That's secondary yeah, well, secondary assist, right? <laughs> it, what you know? Obviously, he's still pushing the offense. You know, he's still our number one center. He's playing more minutes than anybody, and he's—I mean, it's not a point of game, but he's still—he's still the guy. And and I just feel sorry for him because I'm not sold on Ayafalo. Still. Trade bait for you if you were the GM? Mm. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, the, I follow doing better than I thought, though. I'll still say that much. You know, he's on pace for 48 points, 50 points, maybe. I'm still, you know, right now, I think the only other person on, on pace to score over 60 besides Kopitar is Arvidsson. And he's been heating up lately, and that's the only reason why he's kind of jumped up to that pace. I still I don't understand where our scoring comes from sometimes when when I look at all the stats and it's only Kopitar is the only one that has top fifty stats. He's the only guy that that's in the top fifty in scoring for for our team, and it'll be that way the whole time. While other teams have four guys, five guys, you know, their whole first two lines are are up there. Florida's ridiculous. Pittsburgh, the three guys from from Boston. I mean, I just I don't know. Our our, our first line, the Kopitar line. I it's just smoke and mirrors, smoke and mirrors. What is Athens CU on pace for? 
He's only played like what five games. Yeah, he's only played seven games. How many games has he played? I thought it was like twelve or something. Has he played? I'm sure it is. Fifteen games. Okay. Yeah. He's got eight team? points, so he's you know over a, a whole season. You know that's that's forty forty five points right. forty. All right, let's move into the second line. Dano, Moore, and Arvidsson. Darren, what do you think about that line? I mean, they basically drove us that whole, I mean, call them the RV line because we they drove us through that whole, like, that whole road trip. You know, we, we hopped on their back for that road trip and they carried us there. So. Just don't call them the nice line. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> what was that? Yeah. No. But go ahead. No, no. I, I think, um, I mean, we didn't see this from Trevor Moore to start the season. I, I don't know if he's just like picking up his luck finally. Like he was super unlucky to start the season, like not even looking at stats, just, you know, remembering plays where he had wide open nets and he hits posts. He hits, you know, the goalie throws his glove over and barely catches it. It's just, and I think he's finally, his luck is catching up to him and he's finally putting the puck in the net. He Those guys top, have been playing awesome. He went top so. titty on that one goal. That was beautiful. Yeah, it was. He had a beautiful goal, and so did uh, Lazat, if you get his back. Also went, also riffed it. Really nice. Both both goals by Moore in his two-goal game, those are mm-hmm. both – those are high-level level shots right there. That backhand, and then when he sniped the corner on that little breakaway, that was awesome. Yep. What do you think about your boy Arvidsson, Rob? Just doing what he was paid for. Do what you do. Yeah, do your job. Earn uh, your money. That, that, you know that that whole patriot do your job thing. I I, I like that mantra. But I like I like earn your money. I almost think that he watched our show last week, and uh, he's been passing a little more as opposed to shooting it every time. Did you guys notice that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, they've all been working the puck around. Yeah. Watch watch his body language on two on ones when he when they don't pass him the puck. <laughs> he, Is he, he not happy? That, he wants that damn puck every single on a two on one. He wants them to pass it to him every time. Having watched the Kings for so many years, where nobody wanted to shoot, they just all wanted to pass. It's kind of refreshing to see somebody that actually wants the puck and wants to shoot it. Yeah. Even on on the one. <laughs> I forgot what the two on it might have been more. I, I can't remember. There was a two on one. They didn't pass it. He shot and scored. And he almost still looked pissed that they didn't that he, he didn't pass him the putt. He he's always chirping for the putt. Always. It's it's good. All right, line three. Byfield Brown and Athenas U. Rob, what are your thoughts? It's kind of by default, those are like Line three has turned into the, you know, the, the experiment, the Frankenstein. The yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, let's see the what parts line. fits together and, and let's see if it sticks. What, and I'm just, it's, I just, I think it's obvious. It's, it's our worst line. And I don't mean to use that negative wording. It's our worst line, but it's the other three lines just carry the play more. They're just more productive. Um, but they, they're going to have to, light, they're going to have to light a fire under each other's asses and get that thing going because it can't be unproductive for much longer before changes are made. And Anthony is kind of just like almost a, a bad third wheel. 
there's just no chemistry on the, with those three guys. Yeah, the more I watch Brown, or I'll, I'll look at his facial expressions on the on the bench, I'm wondering if uh, this is his last year. He mm. might he might pull I mean, a Brady. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, <clears throat> with his play, I kind of hope so. Unfortunately, like I love Brown, he brought us two cups, but he's slowing that line down. I, I think that line they have like they're just inconsistent because you'll see they had like there was a period it was like I think it was the first or the second period in the Pen- Penguins game where they had three shifts in a row where they were dominant. And then the rest of the game, they were getting dominated. And it's just like, they're just slightly inconsistent. I don't know if it's a matchup thing or just they got in the ice and we had the puck in the offensive zone and they were able to kind of go kind of thing. But I think they're just inconsistent is all. So they can find some consistency and maybe that's just comes to the point together. I mean, you look at how long those other three lines have been together. I think, the top two lines have been together, what, 15 games or so now, maybe 18 games since the start of the, because about the start of the year, right? And then the fourth line hasn't been touched besides when Lemieux was out and Lazat was out. So I think just that little bit of chemistry, you know, give them eight, 10 games together. Let's see how it goes. How do you think Byfield's doing? I think like he's good. Uh, Stoll pointed it out and, he was the reason why the first goal happened in that Red Wings game. And it was almost like over, over like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like he just, he did too much almost. You know what I mean? Like he came back and instead of just finding a guy and picking him up, he tried to block the shot. He kicked it out and it kind of went where it's not supposed to. And he, he did right, too much. Right. He just said like a little bit too much over exuberance. I think he's, he's been fun to watch. He definitely has some, youthful tendencies that he could kind of get rid of, but overall, you know, play him 15 minutes a game, 12 minutes a game, whatever it is. I'll be happy. Let's go to the fourth line. Lazat, Kaliev, and Lemieux. Rob, what do you think? Uh, you know, the, the honeymoon's over a bit for me. Um, it was real fun with the whole Lemieux, you know, we're undefeated with Lemieux in the lineup, you know, Lemieux scoring, Lemieux scored a goal, Lemieux scored a goal. And then here we are a dozen games later. When was the last time Lemieux scored? You know, it's been a while. Um, it's been a while. Um, but they're the fourth line. They're not expected. They got a combined 21 goals as a line, which, if that was the season totals, you sit there and go, ah, oh, you know, that's that's not bad for a fourth line, you know, playing 10, 12 minutes a game, you know, getting that kind of production. So production's okay. You know, it might be skewed just a tad because uh Kaliev cup, you know, a couple of his goals aren't necessarily with them. And I would I just want more. I just want more out of it. And that's and that's where being a fan, you know, you start, that's when you really start saying you don't know much is when you're expecting the fourth line to have three 20 goal scores, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, that's not reality. But what's funny is those not, not Lazat so much, but I just think Kaliev could be a 20 goal guy. You know, I really do this year. If he was playing, thir- you know, just a couple minutes more and got a little extra 
power play time. So who knows? He might catch fire and become, he could score a dozen goals second half. You, you don't know, but he might, but it, it's, it's just, they were so productive for a little while there. You just kind of knew it was going to die off a bit and it, it has. So they're still fun to watch. What do you think, Darren? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I agree. Like they've, it, it's, it's the one thing you would like complain about with McClellan is he doesn't change the lineup when we're winning, even if players like Lemieux haven't been producing. And when was the last time he scored a goal? I mean, has he scored one this year, this calendar year? I don't think so. So, you know, it's, it'd be nice if, Hey, let's put Grenstrom in kind of light a fire under Lemieux. It only has to be a game or whatever. You know what I mean? If Grenstrom goes in there and plays well, Hey, Lemieux, you got to earn your spot back. You know, next time you get a shot, get back out there. But again, we're winning. And that line was, I don't remember them being a negative too much, but they're also not a positive. So Lemieux's last goal was January 1st, New Year's Day. Okay. So barely scored this year. But but yeah, I mean, again, I think – Lazat has been surprisingly good. Like, I, I didn't expect him. What does he have now? Like five or six goals. Like six, I believe. Yeah, I, I did not expect him to have, you know, at just over halfway having six goals. Like, I think last year he had maybe five, if that, or three, something like that. So, you know, I think uh, Lazat's been surprisingly good. So I think that Lemieux spot, you know, light a fire under him maybe we can get him back to scoring as well as doing the other stuff we want him to. All right, Kings fans, that is our show for today. Don't forget to elbow that like button, subscribe, poke check that notification bell. Until next time, stay classy and go Kings go.